What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk, and I'm back for this episode. Uh, Wyatt, you know, thanks for filling in, doing it by yourself. You did a great job. Uh, just to clarify, it was Bradley Chubb, the toys I see, and that Nick Chubb. So, oh. my bad for my bad for that. It's hard, it's hard to do it by yourself because you, you don't catch stuff. Sometimes other people may catch yeah. you slip up. So, uh, sorry, Cleveland fans, if, if there is a Cleveland fan listening. Uh, sorry, but Nick Chubb is not injured. He is healthy. Okay. And Denver fans, I'm sorry. Bradley Chubb did tear his ACL. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get started on that news. All right, so the first bit of news is uh, uh, Jacksonville's owner said uh, they have no plans to trade Jalen Ramsey. Oh? Uh, I, I see it. Uh, I think Jalen Ramsey wants to play for a winner, and they weren't winning. I think they were. He thought they were going going to go back to their same routine of just losing uh, every single year, and I think he won it out. And now they're winning finally. Uh, was this two in a row? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he wants to. I think he kind of wants to stay now. Uh, so I really don't have more to say on it. It's just that he just wants to win, and they weren't winning, and he wanted to go to a winning team. I just think the owner realizes, you know, how good of a player Jalen Ramsey really is and, you know, how hard it is to replace a guy like that. I mean, he's pretty special at what he does. And you can look at all the ratings or all the PFF stuff and say, like, he's declined steadily each year or whatever. I he's still playing at a high level, in my opinion. Uh, I still think teams wouldn't be giving up the number uh, the, the picks they would are trying to give up in order to get him if they didn't think he was that good. Uh um, Pro Football so, Focus has just been like not good not, lately. I me. won't say it's not good, I'm, and I'm not gonna be the person that like cherry picks it and says like when it supports something that I like, I'm gonna be all for it. And then if it you know disagrees with something I like, then I hate it. Like I won't be like that, but you know I, I do feel like there are certain things that just don't make sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. Who would like to have what Patrick Mahomes is like the sixth rated quarterback or something like that? It's like stop. He's not the sixth best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, no, and um, it's. But I mean, but regardless, back to the topic. Like, I just think, you know, I think Jalen probably still wants to be traded. I just don't think he's happy with Doug Brown or maybe Tom Coughlin and just kind of the thing way things are being run. But if the owner doesn't want to trade you, you ain't being traded. Yeah, I agree with it. So, let's go to. Uh, Stefan Diggs missing practice, and they're saying it's like a non-disclosed issue. Like, he didn't miss because of an injury. It's more, I guess, like personal reasons. And everybody's like, oh, Bill Belichick, he's doing it again. No, it's just, I think this is more, and Adam Thielen got mad at Kirk Cousins, too, about it. And Kirk Cousins called himself out. Mm -hmm. It's the way Kirk Cousins is playing. Like, he's playing like trash. Yeah, he's playing awful. Yes, he went up against the best defense in the league, but like, geez, like the first three weeks he didn't play good either. Yeah, against uh, who was that? Uh, against the was it the it was against Oakland, uh, Green Bay. I can understand their secondary is very good, and uh, who was that first? Atlanta. Atlanta has no secondary. Mm-hmm. Like, like why are you playing so bad? Like two two out of the four games, half your games. You're playing teams with no secondary. Yep. And you're still playing like garbage. Like, what are you doing? Like, the, I understand the frustration of Thielen and Diggs here. Uh, and I think they're in the right. It's just Kirk Cousins, he got $84 million and decided, no, I'm not going to do nothing. 
It's like he's not even like studying film. Mm-hmm. It's like simple stuff that he messes up on. Yeah, I, I really don't know what, uh, what is wrong with Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah, we there's always the issue of him not performing in primetime games or him uh, not coming through when you need him most, but he's always been able to put up at least numbers. Yeah. And he's always been able to at least, you know, look the part most of the time. Yeah. That's why he got paid all that money. Mm-hmm. It's why people thought, yeah, he's a pretty solid quarterback. But, like, he's looking terrible right now. He looks like yeah. he does not look like a starter. He looks like a just like a bad backup mm-hmm. that has had to come in for a starter and is just not fit living up to, like, what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, with the weapons he has and Kyle and, and obviously Thielen and obviously Diggs, I just don't understand it. And I mean, you know, like Thielen said, like, you can only run it so many times. There's only so many. There's only so many times you can run it, especially against a defense like the Bears, before you have to start completing passes, and not just short passes, but passes down the field. You got to be able to move the football, and right now I just don't have any faith in Kirk Cousins to do that, and it kind of scares me on the Vikings because I think their defense is playing back to that 2017 form. I think they're looking amazing with the running game and Dalvin Cook. If they could just pass the ball, they'd be a very difficult team to play. But with them only being one-dimensional and only being able to run it, it's going to be very hard for them to continue to win a lot of football games. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, so let's move on to uh, the uh, next bit of news here. And uh, Gruden, my hairline's awful, but Gruden uh, is upset with Vontaze Von- Perfect being banned. And Carr's kind of with... Gruden on it as well from what I've seen as well. It's just like he's a he's done this multiple times, tried to injure people. I don't know why everybody's saying now, oh, uh he shouldn't be banned for the whole for the whole season. Like what else do you want to do? Like yeah. he's literally trying to kill Antonio Brown. Yes, Antonio Brown's a piece of crap. He literally tried to kill him. Uh he's done other stuff, like very dirty stuff as well. Uh, not even, not even including the Jack Doyle stuff. Uh, the second game, which, uh, when I brought up on the recap, the 2017 one where Juju and him were going at each other, mm-hmm. and Juju game with a crackback. Like, he's not a good person. I'm just gonna say, Vontaze Perfect is probably not is not the best person in the world, and he literally try to he looks to injure people. People talk about Bounty Gate injuring people. He's the solo person of a Bounty Gate. Trying to injure people just to injure them for fun. It's like he should be banned. Like I'm sorry. It's I don't. I really don't care what type of hit it was that banned him. He's done this multiple times and he's proven that he doesn't need to be in this league. He's been caught with PEDs. He's been caught doing all this dirty stuff. Like when is like when when do we when do we say no uh, enough's enough? Yep. The same thing with Antonio Brown. When we say when when do we say enough is enough? No, I agree. I, I think he's a piece of crap. I don't think the way he plays football uh, has any place, you know, in the game. I think it's kind of ridiculous that you know even guys like Derek Carr, John Gruden, or anybody is trying to stick up for him. Like, yes, if this was a one-time offense and that he was banned for the season, I'd be like that's extreme. But this is like his fifth or sixth offense. Mm-hmm. Like, this is multiple times he has legitimately targeted people, tried to hurt them, tried to take them out of the game or out of the season or in their career type 
type of hits. Mm. Like, the guy is just not – he's not a football player. He's a piece of crap. Mm. He just takes cheap shots all the time. And there's, there's, a, there's a fine line between being physical and being nasty and, like, and just dominating people. Mm. And then there's the fine line of, no, you're just a piece of crap and you're going out there trying to injure people. There's a, there's a distinct difference – and being physical and being dirty. Yeah. And right now he's just it just I don't know it infuriates me when people, you know, like and yes you're, you can't be soft and play football. Yeah. For the love of God, you don't have to be dirty. There's yeah. no there's no point. And it I don't know just it just infuriates me yeah. when guys like and, look to injure people. And Gruden from his comments he I think he was more upset that yes Montez Burfick is a really good player he's an All Pro caliber player. And yeah that's the, that's and here's the sad thing and, he is he is that good of a player. Yeah. And he instead instead of using his talents to like be that good he just looks to hurt people. Yeah no and uh, it sounded like Gruden was more upset that he got banned and now his defense is going to be even worse. Than they were. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, that's what happens when you get a person like him on your team. And and the same thing with Antonio Brown. Same, like, you get yeah. both. You knew that they weren't going to last the whole season. And you decided to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's on you. That's on my, my, Mike Mayock and Gruden. That's on both of you. Uh, so, we'll go with uh, Saquon. Let's hit this real quick. Saquon was originally supposed to be out four to eight weeks after his week two or week three injury. It's supposed to be back week six. <laughs> already so like he's not even supposed to miss much yeah he, uh yeah i'll just say this real quick it's just that just comes down to i think one training your butt off being in the weight room all the time strengthening you know a lot uh just a lot of things that you know go into you know strength training and whatnot but i mean he's just a freak like some guys just recover from injuries fast adrian yeah. peterson we saw what he did when he tore his acl at the end of the season literally the next season not not even close to a year after Comes back and rushes for almost the 2,100 yards. Like, rushes for 2,097 yards. Yeah. I mean, there's just guys that are just different. And some guys, yeah, they, they're like, oh, God, that's a bad injury. And then, like, two weeks later, they're fine. Like, some guys just recover great. And and if you just look at Saquon, and you can tell by the way he trains, he recovers the right way. Mm-hmm. So you know for sure he's been recovering, been going through the rehab process, and been pushing himself. Yeah. And it doesn't surprise me that he's coming back so soon. It doesn't either. Uh, so we'll move on to uh, what Jerry Rice said. He said that uh, Julio is the best wide receiver in football with his, basically his size, his route running, his hands, just like his work ethic in general. He said he's the best wide receiver in football. And I have to agree with him. I yeah. really do. Uh, now, the best wide receiver, if you don't look at stats, just look at play on the field. Calvin Johnson, I think, is the best wide receiver of all time. And then you can put Jerry there. Then you then you can put Julio if you want to there, or Antonio Brown, or Randy Moss, Terrell Owens. You can put Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald, yeah, you can put them there. But uh, right now in the league, Julio's the best, yeah. hands down. Nobody's touching Julio. DeAndre Hopkins, amazing receiver. He's gonna have a little bit of a down year. I think it's more due to the how poor the offensive line is, and just and Deshaun Watson can't throw the football. Mm-hmm. But also, he's like in the first game, he dropped like four passes. Uh, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins needs to kind of like pick it up a little bit in this year, or offensive line does. But he ne- he needs to get open quicker as well, mm. uh, help the offensive line out. But Julio is just all you need. He's fast. He's big. Uh, he's faster than most corners. He's six four two twenty. Uh, he like his height allows him to jump over many corners. Uh, rarely like. 
when he gets injured, he still plays at an elite level. Uh, he's just that type of guy, and honestly, like, and he could, he's one of those people that we, we talk about we can plug and put into any era, he's one of those people. Mm. Even, like, in the future, we'll be able to plug and put him in, in that era. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think Julio is just, uh, he's just special, man. And honestly, I think by the end of his career, I think you could probably say he's better than Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. I understand why you say Calvin's the best of all time, you know, because you don't, if you know, if you consider size and catch radius and every, if you consider everything into it, would you rather have Jerry Rice or J- uh, Calvin Johnson? You'd probably choose Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing against Jerry Rice. He's the greatest receiver of all time, stats-wise, Super Bowls, everything combined. Maybe. But if you just look at pure talent and mm-hmm. you just look at pure football player, yeah, Calvin Johnson is just Almost untouched, yeah. and you could say Julio's a close second, maybe. Julio's up there. Um, Randy Moss, Randy, yeah, Randy, Terrell, I'd Terrell say Randy Moss and Terrell Owens. As far as like freaks of nature, physically gifted, but also have the 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 intelligence of the position, have the route running ability, the the receiving ability. Mm-hmm. You add all that stuff in, combine with their physical nature. Like those four guys are just on an island by themselves. Yeah, um, but. Uh, it's pretty high praise when a guy like Jerry Rice, you know, who some people consider the greatest football player of all time. I mean, and honestly, I I'd have to sit down and think about it, but he's he's one of like the three or four players that I would consider saying the greatest football player of all time. Yeah, like he's up in that conversation. When he calls you the best receiver in the game, it means something. It's not just like some schmojo like on the on the TV. Like Nate Burl- like I'm, I like Nate Burleson, but someone like him. Yeah, but like, yeah, like Nate, Nate, like Peter Schrager or something like yeah. that, just saying something outlandish and saying somebody else is the best receiver. Like, stop. Like Odell. Yeah, like, yeah. look, Odell's special, but he ain't Julio. Yeah, he's not Julio. And Julio, I mean, just, I don't know, man. It's just the the things you see him do. He just makes it. I think it's. I think it's almost because he makes it look so easy that you almost forget how hard some of the stuff he does mm-hmm. really is. Yeah. Like you see some of the catches he makes and some of the plays he makes, and you're like. God, that just looks so easy. You just almost, you don't even think about it, but then you, when you take a step back, you're like, oh, yeah, nobody else could do that. If you look at <laughs> Calvin Johnson and you take him out of the equation, Julio has the best receiving year of all time. Like he's second all time. I think it was like two, that 2016 year. Yeah. We had the 300 yard game and everything. Yeah. Like he's had the he's had like the second best receiving year of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be first if it wasn't for uh, Calvin Johnson, but Julio. I agree with Jerry Rice, though. Julio's, I think, the best receiver in football. I've been saying it for a couple of years now. All uh, right, so we'll... Uh, uh, yeah, you want to do our top five real quick before we get into the next week, uh, this week's stuff? So we go back. Yep. We'll go back a little bit on it. Uh, so I'll let you go first. All right, so my top five teams in the NFL um, after week four are... At number five, I have Detroit. Um, yes, I know they lost, but I was very impressed with um, the way they play Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, I know they made some uh, some mistakes and whatnot, but I think their front seven combined with Darius Slay, combined with what they can do on offense when given the chance, this team is dangerous. Yeah. And I, right now I think they're a playoff team. And yeah. I just what, – what other NFC North team is going to con- – uh, is going to either win the division or step up? Because I think there's going to be two teams from the NFC North 
Is it going to be the Lions, Packers, Lions, Bears, Packers? Like, who is it going to be? But I think the Lions right now are a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Number four, Dallas. I know they lost, but I still love their defense. I still love what they bring to the table. Offensive line, running back, receivers. Dak played terrible teams at first. He was balling out. He played a very solid defense in, in New Orleans. Didn't play as well. So mm-hmm. I want to see, like, are we going to see him progress and get better throughout the season? That's why I have them at four, but they're still a great team. Number three, I have New Orleans. They jumped into my top five this week. They weren't in it the past couple weeks. Even without Drew Brees, they're still winning. Even without Drew Brees, they beat a team like the Cowboys. The defense is for real. The playmakers are for real. And Teddy Bridgewater is good enough right now to help them just win games. Yeah. Number two, I have Kansas City for obvious reasons. I mean, they're just one of the most explosive teams, if not the most explosive team in all of football. Um I think Pro Football Focus has them uh, rated as, like, they're the best team at getting receivers open, period. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and it just makes a guy like Patrick Mahomes' job that much easier with already how much talent he has. They're just a very special kind of team. Yeah. And then number one is the Patriots. Defense is amazing. Tom Brady and them, you know, look, they, they grinded out a win against a very good Buffalo Bills team which is weird to say, <laughs> but the Bills have a good football team. Mm-hmm. And that was a defense versus defense matchup. And the D- Patriots defense, in my opinion, is a little bit better. And they got the upper edge. But I think the Patriots are probably the most complete team in the entire NFL. Yeah. Um, my top five is uh, Detroit. I got the same as you. Oh. I think Detroit, uh, yeah, right now, I, I, I'm afraid to put the Bears up there because I want to jinx my team. But uh, I'm hey, but Detroit- I'll say this. I trust Matt Stafford over whoever the Bears put at quarterback. Yeah, uh, but also though, my biggest question is what happens when they get the run stop? What happens when they do play the Bears? When they, uh, I'm not going to put the uh, Packers in there. Packers can't stop the run. Uh, but what, what happens when they do, when they do face the Bears? Uh, like when is like are what, are they going to struggle? Because a lot of their stuff is predicated off the run and then doing the play action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, Matt is making Matthew Stafford get more comfortable in that offense. You see that he wasn't comfortable last year in it. He's getting a little more comfortable in it this year. Uh, but I like that defense. They they should have beat Kansas City. Mm-hmm. They should have, but they didn't. Uh, that's why they're at number five because there's still those mistakes that Matthew Stafford makes that you're just like they keeps him from being. That keeps him. I think his stats will indicate him a Hall of Famer. But sometimes he makes those Tony Romo mistakes that makes him a borderline Hall of Famer. You're just mm-hmm. like, why are you making these mistakes here? Yeah. Like, you could be a Hall of Famer, but you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is Seattle. I think they're the best team in NFC West. Okay. I think they're one of the most complete teams in the league. Okay. And I, they know their identity. Yeah. I, I think they do. I think they're one of the teams that knows what they like to do and they go for it. Uh, number three is New Orleans. Like you said, they beat Dallas. Uh uh, they shut down Ezekiel Elliott. Like they, they didn't let him do anything. I think 1.9 yards per carry. So yeah, they they pretty much yeah. shut him down. Uh, very good defense. I think Teddy's fine. I think he's playing good. Uh, and when you get Drew, Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame talent. When you get him back in there, and he'll have like rest underneath him, he'll be fine. Uh, this team will be fine. Be a playoff team. Uh, number two is New England. I think they faced a little bit of a weaker team than Kansas City uh, and Buffalo. Uh, I don't think they're all, Buffalo's offense is as strong as Detroit. Uh, that's why I got New England at number two, and I got Kansas City at number one because 
I feel like Kansas City faced a tougher matchup and they won. But we'll see all that when that switches up and everything, especially if Kansas City loses to Indianapolis this week or mm. New England loses or if they're playing. Yeah, yeah, if New England, they're not going to lose. They're facing Washington. So, yeah. All right. Uh, and then we'll go on to players of the week real quick. From week four, my offensive player of the week was Nick Chubb, 20 carries, 165 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, it was 10 to 10 with like nine minutes or so left in the yeah. third quarter. And then Nick Chubb just took over the game. Mm-hmm. And I still wasn't very impressed with the way Baker played necessarily. But, hey, when Nick Chubb is running the way he's running, it don't really matter too much. Mm-hmm. And then my defensive player of the week is Janoris Jenkins. Four tackles, three pass deflections, and two interceptions. Um, you know, just helping out Daniel Jones on you know and that offense yeah. in order to win that game. Um, you know, playing a good part in that defense. Jonoris Jenkins is still a very solid cornerback, very good start in the NFL, and you know it's nice to see him. You know, make mm-hmm. you know make some plays. Yeah, uh, mine are uh, Chris Godwin, twelve receptions, 170, 172 yards, two touchdowns, and a fourteen point three average. He dominated. So mm-hmm. I have to say he dominated. Made Jameis Winston look look like a really good quarterback, uh, and. We'll go to Nick Kukowski here. He came in for an all-pro linebacker, maybe a top-five linebacker already in the league, and Roquan Smith uh, came in and played phenomenal. Uh, like, they, like Barry's did not miss a beat on defense, especially with all the injuries that they had. Did not miss a beat. Uh, he had 10 total tackles, 8 solo, a sack, 2 tackles for loss, and he had the forced fumble in the sack as well. So he just played phenomenal, and he was splitting uh, splitting double teams on screens, making tackles in the backfield. He played like what Barrison has been wanting him to play since since we drafted him uh, a couple years back. Uh, he played like a legit starter. So mm-hmm. uh, that's all. That's all. That's my defensive player of the week. All right, cool. So, so let's get into the uh, predictions for this week. All right. So first game Thursday night. Los Angeles Rams at Seattle. Tough one. Uh, I'm going to pick Seattle. I'm going to go with Seattle here. Uh, I just don't. Like, I, I'm just not too big on the Rams defense here. And I love the talent. I love the offensive talent on uh, Seattle. And like I said when I was doing the top five teams, mm-hmm. they know what they do. They're going to run it down their throat. And then they're only, and Russell Wilson's going to make magic. He is. He's going to make magic. Uh, and it's a very poor defense. Mm. Uh, and I just, I'm not too big on golf still. Yes, he threw for 500 yards last game. How much was that was McVay, and how much was that was a bad secondary in uh, Tampa? Uh, they're facing the, they're facing a very good all around team. Uh, and I just don't have the faith in Jerry Goff to kind of pull this one out on the road. That's all I got. Not right, yeah. It's in Seattle, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, I have Seattle winning as well. I think, like you said just a, minute, a few minutes ago, I think Seattle has an identity. They run the football. They're very good at it. Chris Carson is a very good running back. They, I think their defense continues to get better. I think their defense has some guys that can make plays. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, when it comes down to it, I trust Russell, uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook. Uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> Uh, tongue twisting me, but <laughs> I trust Russell when it you know when it matters most. I, yeah. I feel like he's gonna make those plays every you know a couple plays every game where you're just like wow like 
not many guys in the NFL can do that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and like you said, I, I just don't trust Jared Goff right now. Look, it was yeah, 500 yards passing, and I don't think Jared Goff sucks by any means. I think he's a very quality starter, but I don't think he deserves the hype he gets at times. I think people compare him and put him in that Aaron Rodgers, pay, uh, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, like that type of level. When I really think he's like a third-tier type of quarterback. He's the guy that is going to help, you know, that is capable of winning games. He's capable of making some throws. Mm -hmm. But he's not going to go out there and and take over a game like you need him to. Yeah, I think he's in the uh, uh, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott tier. I'd say he's better than both of them. But that's I think he's in that tier, though. Okay. Like 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 in the third tier? Yeah. I wouldn't even put Josh Allen in the third tier. I think but he's I put, in that third tier. I think he's good enough at the moment. I, if he get, he still has a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. But I have the Seahawks winning. Uh, the D, yes, the defense for the Rams. You know, has not been as good as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, this season. Um, as of yet, maybe they'll start turning around. Todd Gurley. You know, he's not the same. Yeah, yeah I know. He's getting some stats. He's looking okay in certain points. But he still looks like he just has like sort of a limp, or he kind of favors that knee. I don't know. It just doesn't look like the same Todd I'm used to. And if yeah. I don't have the same Todd Gurley back there behind uh, Jared Goff, it scares me a lot more for Jared Goff. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, so we'll go to a quick one here. Uh, two winless teams. Uh, gosh, second rank in the row. Cincinnati's facing is in a winless matchup. Uh, Arizona at Cincinnati. I'm gonna go Arizona. I am too. This, I, I uh, think uh, I think Cliff and Kyler are both gonna get their first wins. I think Kyler's played actually pretty well. Um, you know, last week I don't. Uh, they didn't play too too well, but I think he showed enough to me with some of the weapons they have on offense that I feel like they're gonna be able to at least score on the Bengals. Um, and I just don't think the Bengals are very good right now. Uh, I think they play hard. I think they get. You know, I think. You know they they compete, but they're just I just don't see them winning. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on it. I think the the situation is going to come with Chandler Jones and uh, uh, Terrell Suggs against a very weak and incompetent offensive line in uh, Cincinnati here. And Andy Dalton, I might play him in the third, like maybe that third tier, or maybe below in the fourth tier. But I think you can win. Uh, games with Andy Dalton with a great defense and a great run game. I think mm-hmm. he's in that tier. Uh, I don't know if you put that in the third tier or fourth tier. Uh, I think it's just people's preferences. But the offensive line is doing him no favors at all. And obviously that defense is awful. And this is why you get 0-4. Uh, going with Arizona, just I think a better all-around team. as well. And then that mismatch with the uh, defensive line of uh, Arizona with Suggs and uh, Chandler Jones versus a very very bad office line in uh, Cincinnati. Okay. So we'll uh, go to Buffalo at Tennessee. Two teams trying to get uh, – well, Tennessee got back on track last week, but two teams trying to get the ball rolling again. Like Tennessee, uh, 500, but they've been playing kind of slop, sloppy in some of these games. Uh, Buffalo uh, just lost to New England, a heartbreaker. Uh, I think Josh Allen's still questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh who do you got in this one? Hmm. Man. I'm going to go. You said Josh Allen's still hurt? 
I think he, he, I think he's still questionable. I'm not 100 percent mm-hmm. sure on that one. Uh, I can check it real quick. You know what? I'm gonna go Tennessee. I'm gonna Tennessee. I'm gonna go Tennessee. I I think Mariota played pretty well last week. Granted, like the Falcons' defense is not very good right now, mm-hmm. but I thought he played well. I thought he showed a little bit of promise. I think the de- I think if I'm gonna take if I weigh out you know if I weigh the pros and cons of each team. Look, both teams got really good defenses. Top ten defenses, in my opinion. Both you know, both those defenses can bring it and slow down or stop anybody. But look, I still like Mariota a little bit more than Josh Allen, just because I think Mariota is a better passer. I think he's capable of doing more. It's more of can can he deliver and actually do it? Yeah. But I thought he played well last week. I think if they you know just continue to lean on Derrick Henry, I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a 17-13 type of game. That's just the way Buffalo's going to play. Ugly football, running, being physical, playing great defense. But I think at the end of the day, Mariota might actually make a couple more passes more that is going to help them win, especially if they get the ball to A.J. Brown um, over the Bills. Yeah, uh, I got Buffalo in this one. I think Buffalo, even without Josh Allen, I think they're a little bit more of a talented team. Uh, I think Matt Barkley will do just enough. I think it's going to be like the game I think they played last year, where it was like twelve to ten or something. Mm-hmm. I can see that being uh, that type of game where uh, Buffalo just kicks like four field goals, and Tennessee's offense just can't do nothing with the very stout defense in Buffalo. I can see that, and I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I just don't see Tennessee's offense doing much against Buffalo's defense, and I see Buffalo doing just enough. Mm-hmm. This could be this going to be a very sloppy game. It's going to be like the Jacksonville Tennessee Thursday night one. Mm-hmm. And if anybody watched the game last year, the last last year's game or Tennessee and Jacksonville's game last year, it's just going to be a field goal barrage. So if you if, if you're playing fantasy, pick one of these teams' uh, field goal kickers up. Pick Cairo uh, Santos up or whoever Buffalo's kicker is. I can't think of him on top of my head, but pick them up. Yeah, uh, they could. Uh, they might get you a lot of points because this this might be a field goal parade here, just like field goal for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll go with uh, Tampa. At New Orleans. This one's a tough one for me. Uh, NFC South here. Uh, Jameis coming off a huge game. And he, he's historically bad from being the huge, from coming off a huge game. He does he does very bad. Uh, and also New Orleans is playing has been playing lights out. But I just don't. Like, do they pick up three ones in a row without Drew? That's my question. Uh, but it is in New Orleans. Like my my, all right, so my guts tell me to go Tampa, but my brain is like, play it safe, go New Orleans. But I'm gonna go Tampa here. Okay. I'm gonna go Tampa in this one. Uh, I think they're going to exploit some mismatches in the secondary, with uh, Mike Evans and with uh, was it Chris Godwin? Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to be. It's gonna be a high scoring game. I think I think Teddy's going to get like three touchdowns in this one. I think uh, Camaro's going to get uh, 200 total yards, like rushing and uh, receiving. I think this is going to just be a fun game to watch. I think it's going to be very not not as much high score, maybe like a 35-34 type of game, not a 55 to 40 40 type of game with like they did last week with the Rams. But I think it's going to be a high scoring, fun game to watch. Okay. Cool. Hmm. I'm going to have to go with the, the, with the Saints. I, I just think they're a better team overall. I think Teddy is decent enough 
at least to just help them manage the game. I think New Orleans defense can turn the ball over and get some big plays against the Bucks. You know, I think you know Jameis Winston. As much as I try to defend him, is just susceptible to turning the ball over. I mean, he threw a pick six last week when they pretty much had the game sealed. Um, you know, and kind of let the Rams back into it almost. So I think he's going to make some mistakes. I think the Saints are going to capitalize on it. I think they're going to run the ball well. I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a big game. And I think they'll win this, win this one probably by a score of like 30 to like 20. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go on to uh, Minnesota at New York. New York. Yeah, New York. New York. Jets or Giants? Oh, Giants, my bad. Oh. Sorry, it's, it's, it's like you think you when you say New York, you usually think the Giants. I mean, you, you just say Jets to, just to say Jets. Oh. That's what I usually go with. Uh, when somebody says New York, I'm assuming they're talking about the Giants, but uh, I understand because there's a lot of New York Jets fans out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, very sad New York Jets fans, but New York Jets fans. I, I'm gonna go with the Vikings. All right. Uh, I think I think the defense is playing well. I don't really trust the Giants defense all too much, and. They had four picks or whatever it was last week. I don't think the Vikings are still going to pass that much, as much as that's probably going to piss off Thielen and Diggs. But at the same time, I think if they run the ball effectively, if they can get Dalvin Cook going big in the you know in the run game, and they just play very good defense, uh, the way they're capable of doing with the guys they have, the Vikings will be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Who do, who do I have? I got the Giants. Uh, just, I think Daniel Jones is like fire under this team. They're doing it for Daniel. Uh, I don't know about all that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they could go three and two here. I think they got, do they have New England next week? Is it next week's game? Uh, yep, Thursday night football next week is New England and, uh, for that one. and the Giants. And I... I think they're gonna get the. I think they're gonna get the win here. Uh, I just don't trust uh, Kirk. I really don't. Uh, this is. A, I know he plays. It's the team's over five hundred, but this is a five hundred team playing like an over five hundred team. He still might struggle with it because this is a must need win for them, and he usually struggles with must need wins. I think uh, he's just going to not. I think he's gonna poop the bed. Okay. Kirk Cousins. This. I think we could see. We could see a quarterback switch here uh, in this game. Uh, I'm going to go Giants t- uh, 24 to 13. Okay. Uh, Daniel Jones can have two touchdown passes, maybe an interception because Minnesota's defense is legit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, next game, we got the uh, international game. Uh, we see what's, what's. Is it London? I want to say. Yes. Yes. Who is it? Uh, yeah, London. Uh, Totem Hotspur Stadium. So, if you're a Spurs fan in pre- Premier League, uh, they're playing at that stadium. Uh, Chicago at Oakland. Technically, uh, um, Oakland loses the home game. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've got Chicago. I do too. Um, Chicago's defense is just playing out of this world right now. I don't think it really matters who they have at quarterback with the way they're playing defense. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think Chase Jennings is solid. He knows the offense, like you told me the other day. I mean, he's been the off. He's been in that system for like eight years or something. Mm-hmm. He knows what you know what's expected. He's going to be able to execute. What Nagy ask of him? He's not going to ask him to do anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see the run game pick up a little bit more. The, I think you're going to see David Montgomery with the ball in his hands, Tariq Cohen with the ball in their, you know, in his hands a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just think I, I just don't look. Oakland beat a Colts team last week that 
you know, a lot, of people, a lot of people were starting to feel pretty good about, it. and they exploited a lot of the the issues with the Colts' defense, secondary-wise. And I think the Bears don't have that. Coverage-wise with the linebackers, too. Yeah, I the Bears, think, uh, Bears don't struggle with that. Yeah, he, like Kikowski, uh, Roquan's supposed to be playing this week. Uh, I think he's putting the personal issues like behind him mm-hmm. uh, and certainly going to play this week. Uh, uh, Nick Kukowski is not going to be playing as much, but he'll probably, he'll probably play some. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the only mismatch that might happen with him and Darren Waller. Because uh, we we know Kukowski, he's a very good run stopper, and we've seen that in the Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. But in pass coverage, he's just awful. Yeah, uh, he just can't guard anybody. And if he has to play consistently, that could be a mismatch. Uh, and if Oakland can exploit that enough, that might get them close enough. But I don't think this game, this game might be like the Minnesota game where it's going to be a low scoring affair. And I think Chicago's just going to dominate the time of possession in it. Yeah, and like I was saying, um, I, th- I I think the Raiders. I think if the Raiders are going to have su- be able to have success, it's going to be up tempo offense, fast pace, getting the Bears on their heels, getting them tired. You know, I don't think you're going to be able to hit very many big plays on the on this Bears defense. I don't think you're going to be able to run the ball super great against this defense. But if you can get some quick hitters and get the ball moving and just kind of like hit some quick four, five, maybe three, four, five, six, you know, that type of that type of deal, like just move the chains, I think eventually the Raiders could get into some position because if the Bears offense sputters and doesn't score much mm-hmm. and the Raiders have a couple big plays like they, did get it, uh, like they did against the Colts because the Bears defense gets a little tired, you know, it could, the Bears could be in a little trouble, but I don't think it's going to. All right, so we'll go on to the uh, next game, which is the Jets at Philadelphia. I'm assuming you get Philadelphia on this one. Yes. Uh, I do, too. Um, uh, I don't think we have to say much on it. Uh, Sam yeah. Darlins might play. It's, I think he's, he's, a, he's probable. He's questionable. Yeah. But uh, even with Sam Darnold, I just don't think that it's all about ma- – the NFL is all about mass- matchups. Mm. The offensive line is pretty garbage. For yeah. the Jets. Uh, no matter how good Le'Veon Bell is, they won't be doing anything in the pass game against uh, Philadelphia. Even if Philadelphia's secondary is very weak, their front seven's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just don't see the Jets really moving anything on Philadelphia. I think this might be like a 27-10 type of game. That's what I see going. Okay. Um who is it again? I just had like a brain fart. The Jets and the Eagles. God bless. I don't know how to brain fart. Um, yeah, the, I, yeah, the Eagles for sure win in this game. I just don't think the Jets are a very good football team. Um, I don't think Adam Gase is particularly coaching them well. I don't think they have the personnel to compete with the Eagles. And I think the Eagles coming off a big win against the Packers, having 10, 10 days to prepare. I think this, this is going to be a no contest type of game. I think they're going to impose their will. I think they're going to be physical, take advantage of that bad offensive line, as you mentioned. And I think Carson Wentz and that offense are going to start to pick up a little bit of rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just I was just thinking about it. Just uh, Jets have two weeks. They had a bye week last week. I can see this being a little bit closer than what I initially just said. I can see yeah, it being a little, a little bit closer. I can see it just a tad bit, but uh, I, I just don't think they match up a, a good against Philadelphia at, at all. So okay. we'll go on to uh, Baltimore at uh, Pittsburgh. And I got Baltimore because I still don't trust Pitt's defense. 
yeah. enough to win this game, and I don't trust their offense to do anything. Like, they, it took them four games to get going, mm. and it was going to say probably one of the worst defenses in the league, probably like the second worst defense in the league mm. uh, in Cincinnati. Like, I, I don't see their offense doing much. Uh, I don't see their defense, like, being able to stop uh, Lamar and uh, Mark Ingram at all. Yes, uh, they got a good pa- – they got a decent enough pass rush. Uh, Devin Bush is a very good player. But TJ Watt and Devin Bush aren't going to win you football games. You're going to have to need more in the secondary. You're going to have to need more up front than just one player or just two players. And that's why I got Baltimore. Yeah, I got Baltimore as well. Um, you know, it's all good and well for Pitt to get a win against the Bengals, but it's the Bengals. I think Baltimore's going to come out ready to play. I think they kind of got embarrassed last week against yeah. the Browns. Yeah. Uh, even though, like I said earlier, it was 10-10, to 10, you know, with like nine minutes in the third quarter, mm-hmm. and the Browns just exploded on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Lamar's going to have a big game. I think they're going to be able to run the ball well. Um, I think the Steelers' defense is something that's going to be continue to improve, but I just don't trust Mason Rudolph right now. I know he had a solid game last week, but again, it was against the Bengals. Yeah. Like, what is he going to be able to do against the Ravens' defense, who is, st- is not as good as it was last year, but is still pretty solid? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. So we'll go on to the Patriots at the Redskins, and we'll just make this short and sweet. Uh, Redskins have a terrible defense. A terrible defense, uh, statistic-wise, even though they got really good players on it. Yeah. Uh, weirdest thing ever. Uh, offense, don't know what they're going to do with the, uh, Haskins or Keenum. I think he's still in flux on who he wants to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't see Washington win this game. Uh, I just. I just don't at all. Yeah, I got. I, New, I got New England. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I put. I put. So I put New England down before he even said anything. I think at like 99% of the people pick New England. Maybe that one Washington fan that still has hope that they're going to turn the season around. Yeah. That's uh, I but I... Yeah, I, I just... The Redskins are not a it. very good football team right now. I don't I, see it either. They're not, I don't... Like you said, they have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I just don't think... it's It's got to be coaching. It's got to be coaching. Because you can't have that much talent on the defensive side and not be good mm-hmm. and miss assignments and miss tackles and not, be, and, and not do what the you're Phil- supposed to be the doing. The Philadelphia game... Two Deshaun Watson or Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson's touchdown passes or blown coverages. That's on them. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be one of those boringly dominated games that the Patriots just kind of, you know, from start to finish. Like even if it is a closer looking game or whatever, which I don't think it will be. It's it'll be one of those games where the the Patriots had it won as soon as the game started. Yeah. Uh, well, I so the line for this game is fifteen and a half. I would not bet that. I think. Redskins are going to keep it around like ten. Okay. Uh, but looking at like looking at the line here and going down to next week's game against the Giants, they have a fourteen against the Giants. Dang. What what they're so they're just I don't. And also New England has like a pretty easy schedule against the Giant. They got the Redskins, Giants, Jets, and then they face the Browns. We'll see how the Browns are at that point, but. The next three games, they could go seven to zero. Yeah, uh, they have one of the easiest schedules of all time, in yeah, my sometimes opinion. Sometimes it just works in your favor. <laughs> yeah, just awful. It's, oh man. Yeah, this may be the honestly, this could be like the worst fifteen and one team of all time, fourteen and two team of all time. The just, worst. Yeah, 
because I, I just their schedule. I don't. They haven't faced anybody to prove themselves yet. Ah, all right. Let, let's like, let's calm down. Like the okay. offense looked pretty bad at like when they faced a legit defense and. What's well, so It's not even that they look bad. It's that the Bills like, give the Bills defense some credit. I, that's They're what I said. Good defense. That's why I said like they. <coughs> they can't do nothing against the Bills' defense. The Bills' defense shut them down. When they face like a legit defense, I'm kind of scared for that offense and uh, for New England. Uh, New England's defense still hasn't faced a legit offense yet. We might have to wait to that. Uh, we might have to wait to the Giants game next week to see and see mm-hmm. what they're doing, especially if Saquon's there. Okay. But uh, I'm still not sold on New England as a. I mean, New England's got Super some- Bowl winner. Maybe a Super Bowl like get into the Super Bowl, but not a winner yet. I mean, New England's got some issues as far as on the offensive of offensive side of the ball. They got some mm-hmm. injuries that have plagued them. Mm-hmm. Some guys that you know aren't there consistently and whatnot. But at the end of the day, look, it's just the track record, man. Yeah. When you know when it when it matters most, it doesn't matter who they play throughout the regular season. Whoever they play in the playoffs, either it's a psych thing where they go in they're saying like, "Oh God, we got to play the Patriots," mm-hmm. and then on top of that, you're already having to play the Patriots. And you're already, you know, you're already down, you know, seven nothing in your head before the game's even started. Um, and then the Patriots just do what they do. Yeah. Uh, until somebody can prove me otherwise, I just think the Patriots are just, you know, they could have the worst, they could have the easiest schedule in the entire NFL, mm-hmm. and I still think they're going to beat the, you know, beat whoever in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go to Jacksonville at Carolina, maybe like the hardest game to pick because they're, they're very similar situations, just. I think talent all around these teams, and then the question comes: the quarterback. Both so got, both backup quarterbacks, both winning r- right now. Rookies and everything, both on two game winning streaks. Uh, Kyle Allen's not a rookie. I don't think. Yeah, no matter. He's a two year pro. He's a two year pro. My bad. Yeah, and well, he's basically a rookie. It's his first time playing, but he's looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I got Jacksonville in this. I think Jacksonville's defense is going to be able to slow down Kyle Allen a little bit, and I just I believe in Minshew. I believe in Gardner, Gardner Minshew. I'm becoming a fan. Uh, he's good enough. I'll say that. he's good enough. He's not like he's not average, but he's like he may be a little bit above average. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he'll get the balls to the playmakers and do all of that. I just I, I just don't trust Kyle Allen yet. I, let me see another game from him. Okay. Let me see another game from uh, Kyle Allen. Uh, yeah, I've got Jack Carolina. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Uh, I I really like the Panthers' defense. I think they bring a lot to the table. Excuse me. I think you know Luke Keekley being healthy. I like their secondary. I like their I like their front seven as a as a unit. I think they're going to be able to aid and help um, Kyle Allen. I think. Christian McCaffrey is playing at an insanely high level, receiving the ball, obviously running the football. If they just continue to rely on him and lean on him and Kyle and can just get the ball to the playmakers and kind of just, you know, assist it to certain guys and, and things of that nature, I think they'll be able to beat the Jaguars. I, you know, I like Gardner Minshew. I think he's done some pretty good things. But, I don't know, something, something in me just, I have a feeling that the that Kyle is going to be able to pull it out and that, you know, if I'm going to pick a playmaker on a team to make a play, I'm picking Christian McCaffrey over anybody that the Jaguars have. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to Atlanta at Houston. Okay. Uh, I think this might I got, be a quick one. I got Houston. Um, I do too. Atlanta's playing pretty bad right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, yeah, Houston lost last week to, again, a very solid 
defense from the Panthers. But I think they're a way better football team than the Falcons right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of our predictions for these two teams are not going the way we either of us thought. But look, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, they got guys on defense that can make plays. Texans are winning this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree with you too. And I don't like the thing with Houston is I think both of their losses that uh, became against good, good pass rushes, and their offenses have their offense hasn't done anything. Uh, really up to this point in the season because of how bad the offensive line is. Mm-hmm. They don't have a pass rush. Atlanta has no defense. Uh, the best players are getting injured all the time. Uh, I don't. Th- this might be a blowout, in my opinion. I think it will. Uh, Atlanta has a fault in the offensive line that I think J.J. Watt is going to ex- uh, destroy. And I just don't see... This might be the blowout of the week, I can see. I can see this being like a 27-3 type of game. Okay. Uh, that's what I can see happen. Uh, we'll go on to the 4 o'clock games. Uh, Denver at the Chargers. Uh, Denver really home at game. Chargers? It's not really a home game, but we can, we can say it. We can pretend it is. Where's it at? It's at the Chargers. Oh, Denver at Chargers. Yeah, okay. it's not really a home game. We can pretend, um, though. But, yeah, I got, I got the Chargers. Uh, yeah. I really don't know what's up with Denver, man. Like, their defense is not playing well. Joe, I mean, I know Joe Flacco's not anything special, but like, I don't, I don't know if it's a lack of use of Philip Lindsay. Um, I don't know if they're trying to rely on Joe Flacco too much. I don't know if the defense is playing that bad. Like, I don't know what's up with him. I don't know if it's Vic Vangio as a coach, which that might be it, because um, some guys are just better as coordinators. But I just don't trust Denver right now. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't. I well, can't. and also I think they've just been very unlucky with like the games they've been dealt with. Mm-hmm. They've had a hard schedule. Yeah, and they, yeah, they, they've, they've lost close games. Schedule, like yeah. they've been in every game. Yeah, they could easily be four and zero. I think it's going to be a similar one. It's going to be a close game between like twenty four twenty one because Chargers seem to play down the competition. Yeah, but I think they'll get and the nutcher. And I think Austin Eckler is playing, having a great season so far. Yeah. I think. I think he'll make a couple plays. I think Gordon coming I, back. Will. I think is Gordon back this week yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Gordon coming back. I don't know if it'll be a huge amount of reps, <clears throat> but in the reps that he gets, I think he'll make an impact. Obviously, yeah. Keenan Allen doing what he does. Um, yeah, I got the Chargers. Yeah, I do too. Uh, we'll go on to America's game of the week: Green Bay at Dallas. Hey, look, man, you can't ever hate the. Green, you know, Green Bay playing, you know, at Dallas. And look, the last time they played, what was it, two years ago? Was it two? No, they played last year, I thought. Well, um, two, was it two years ago, though? Aaron Rodgers went down the field in like less than a minute and threw that touchdown pass that fade to Devontae Adams. Yeah, it was two years ago, yeah. Man, that was some, that was some fun, that was some fun stuff to watch. You can't deny it. You can't hate on that. That was some fun stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to get it again. I think we're gonna see a, a great defense in the in the Cowboys go up against a guy in Aaron Rodgers who right now look I, the reason I don't think he's the same is because I think he's trying to follow the offense a little too much. Like I understand that he's trying to go into the flow and he's not trying to disrespect the coach or whatever is happening. But you're Aaron Rodgers. When you need to take over the game, take over the game. I'm gonna go with Dallas. I'm gonna go with Dallas. I, I think Dallas is just a better team though overall. Um. What? I I was I I I was thinking I was I already had mine down. I got Dallas too. 
but I was riding Dallas. I was riding Dallas for myself, and I thought you were about to say Green Bay, and I kind of stopped for a second. Oh, no, I got Dallas winning though. I, I, their defense, I think, is going to play great. I think they're going to be able to run the ball well against the Packers. And I think Dak will have a better game this week than he did last week. Mm-hmm. But I think this will be a game that comes down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, if we kind of look like – so let's look at here. Uh, Dallas, very good run attack. Uh, kind of go to uh, uh, Green Bay's rushing defense, 176 yards against Philadelphia. We'll go to Minnesota here. Uh, hurry this up real quick. Uh, 198 yards given up. Yeah. Uh, Denver, uh, third week of the season, they gave up 149 yards. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen what the Bears didn't do. They yeah, didn't the run the Bears football. didn't run the ball. Yeah, we're still at 50 lot. times with Trubisky. Uh, who didn't look bad in the game, just more the play con Stop in that game. Them. Stop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that was like a reaction there. But yeah. <laughs> Nobody uh, said anything bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Dallas uh, was, I think it was. I don't know what I'm saying. That this week. You're going to be mixed up here. Uh, Dallas is an amazing team to run the football. Zeke, 250 yards. 250 okay. yards, and I say two touchdowns. Uh, I don't I, – I, I can see this being a blowout. I can see just the way – I mean, look. Just the, way, say, just the way Green Bay's team, offense is playing. And this team was called, like, the Wisconsin Badgers. You'd be like, this might be a close game, man. But, like, because it's, nah. it's Green Bay Packers, you're like, nah, screw him. Well, it might be because Alex Winniebrook is not on the team anymore. He's with Florida State, and he was awful. He's an awful quarterback. Where's he at? He's at Florida State now. Yeah, he transferred, and then he's not even starting. He's behind a Justin Blackman, he's I think. Oh. And Justin Blackman's not even that good. Uh, that's college football for you, though. So, we'll go on to uh, Sunday Night Football. Listen to... Uh, uh, Carrie Underwood sing the Sunday Night Football song. Um, Indiana, um, the Chiefs, right? Indiana, yeah, Indiana. Indianapolis at Kansas City. I want to make this short because yeah, I'm right. going to save myself the agony as a Colts fan of watching this game. You know, I know there's Colts fans that are like, man, we've got a chance. Like, no, you don't. Like, we don't have a chance. The Colts are going to get blown out by the Chiefs. I think the Colts defense right now is playing atrocious. I think the linebackers can't do crap in the pass game. I don't think they're able to stop the run. Third down defense is one of the worst. Bottom four, bottom three in the entire NFL. They're facing the most explosive offense in the entire NFL in the Chiefs. I think Joe Brissett's going to have three touchdowns. I think the Colts will put up about 24 points. But I think the Chiefs are going to put up like 45 points. Yeah, and I don't think this is going to be a fun game to I watch. I think it's going to be similar to the uh, Indianapolis Thursday night game against uh, New England last year. Yeah, I think it's going to be very yeah, similar to that where they, can, they just can't stop New England. Yep. I think the way the Colts win this game, I have the Chiefs winning. The way Colts win this game is do what Detroit did to New England last year. Control the time. You yeah. have to win about 20 minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you give him any more than 15 minutes with time of possession, you're not going to win the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I 100% agree. Like, if they can run the if they can run the football, control the clock, get off the field on third down, if they can get them into third down situations, and actually get off the field, the Colts can keep this game close and maybe win it at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they if they get if they try to get into a shootout with the Chiefs. 
It's game over. Yeah. <laughs> it's game over. All right, so we'll go to Monday night here. Uh, very exciting matchup here. We'll see what two teams that people still got a lot of questions about. Cleveland at San Francisco. Cleveland at San Francisco. Ooh, man. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it real quick. Didn't they give us an exciting game? No, that was the... That was not my bad. A couple years ago, that was um, that was Rams and 49ers, wasn't it? I mean Rams. Oh yeah, with like that the, fir- the the first year of Sean McVay when they like both of them had like forty points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I and I had Brian Hoyer, something like that. Yeah, I had. Uh, but I have San Francisco winning this one. I just think the. I think people underestimate uh, 49ers defense. I put them up in fantasy this week too. Uh, I think people underestimate them. They got a good secondary, mm-hmm. uh, led by Richard Sherman, who's having kind of a bounce back year a little bit. He he had he played really good last year, but he's playing phenomenal this year. He's playing like his all pro self this year. Uh, D Ford, uh, DeForest Buckner, Nick Bosa, very good pass rushing combination there. Fred Warner, a very good linebacker. Uh, Jaquiski Tart, very good safety. <laughs> yeah, I love the name. I love his name, man. His but, name always makes me laugh. Uh, very good tart. <laughs> he's a very good safety. No, and, he is. He's really good. And uh, and I just think San Francisco is going to shut down Clunes' offense just because I don't trust their uh, offensive line enough to stop that pass rush. Mm-hmm. I say Baker's going to throw two interceptions in this game. Right. Richard Sherman is going to get two of them too. I think he's going to try to test Richard a little bit too much. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I have the 49ers winning. I picked the 49ers to win the NFC West. I, I think they're a playoff team. I think they're more than capable of competing with the best of the best. I think Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to continue to get better, continue to get more comfortable within the offense. Um, I think the offense is going to continue. Like if they, if the offense can limit mistakes, not turn the ball over, I think the 49ers are capable of beating, or, you know, of competing with just about anybody. On any given Sunday, and and I agree with you. Their defense, they, they their defense is actually really good, really underrated. They have some guys that can get after the quarterback. Fred Warner, you know, I love him at linebacker. I think he's just a playmaker. Jaquiski Tart, obviously, and Richard Sherman in the secondary, anchoring that end of the defense. And I just think the woes for Baker Mayfield are going to continue. I think they're going to have to con- rely. On Nick Chubb to win this football game because right now I just don't think Baker Mayfield is playing well. And I don't know if that's Freddie Kitchens, I don't know if it's Baker, I don't know if it's both of them combined, but I don't trust Baker, and I never thought I would say that. Yeah, uh, I guess that wraps it up. So yeah, um, thank you guys for listening to our yeah. week five uh, predictions. It's going by fast. Yeah, seasons always go by fast, man. Before you know, it'll be you know division around to the playoffs and be like, what the heck? Yeah, well. Uh, We'll give you our records because we haven't we haven't had time this week to kind of add everything up this week. But we'll give you our records uh, during the recap of next week. All right, that, sound, yeah. that sounds good. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. You know, you can follow Wyatt at underscore Sparky underscore four. You can follow me at Varsity Gender fifty five on Instagram, Twitter. That's for both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate the support. We appreciate you guys checking in. Yeah. And until next time, y'all. Peace. See ya.